will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome everyone to episode 437 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and tonight we have a very special guest. You've heard her before on the podcast. It is mad Parramatta Eels fan, Julie. How are you, Julie? I'm good. How are you, Freaky? I'm pretty good. Now, we just watched the Parramatta Eels defeat the Melbourne Storm at home, 22 points to 14. What are your immediate thoughts after that game now that you've secured a place in the top four? Um, the curse of Julie is has not been broken. You tipped the storm. Yep. Okay. You told me that during the week. I tipped the paramedic eels based on the curse of Julie. <laughs> I thought the storm would win. I said it in the podcast. And look at me. I just clawed one win back from you. I know. I'm still two points ahead of you, so that's okay. Yeah, but the the week has just begun. There's a lot of games left, especially the women's games. I'm hoping the women's yep. games come through. Um, it was it was an interesting game because the Paramount Eels really dominated field position and possession early on, and it looked like they weren't going to do enough with it. But it's weird because you kind of expected the Storm to come back, and they just kind of didn't come back until right at the end of the game. Yeah, I going into this game, I wasn't too sure which Parramatta was going to show up. So, like, you know, the Parramatta that will absolutely, like, you know, be convincing and win, or the Parramatta that just goes, eh, going home. Yeah. <laughs> it, so did it surprise why, you that this Parramatta team turned up tonight? Yes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, not taking anything away from Parramatta, I wanted Storm to give them a little bit more of a challenge. Like, everything just went, Parramatta's way so their confidence was high the entire time Storm didn't really like you know at half time make that comeback and really put that pressure on Parramatta for them to go oh things aren't working out for us how are we going to react to that that's what I wanted to see from them tonight to really gauge how they are going to play in the finals because I'm still not convinced as a Parramatta fan that you know, we can make the grand final and win. Now, I think it's fair for Parramatta fans to feel that way. I really do. Yeah, until they win, Mm -hmm. like the whistle's blowing, I'm I'm always like, yeah, they're going to lose this somehow. They're going to do a Parramatta. Yeah, and and look, the Storm come home with a wet sail, but the game was well and truly over. Like, it it wasn't really a threat to them, the, the Storm coming back in this game. Um. And yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I wonder how Parramatta will do when the game turns against them and they've got to hold in there for a while, because we've seen some of the other teams do that during the year, and we know how they handle it. But it seems like Parramatta, they either everything's rolling for them or it's not, and there's no in between result for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like as it was pointed out to me, um, they are a confidence team. Mm-hmm. So. If they're playing good, they're feeling good, they're fantastic. When things aren't going right, they're feeling bad, it's like, yeah, we're we're crap. Now, their form since basically Origin's been pretty damn good. They've beaten a lot of the contenders in the competition. 
They've beaten the Param, uh, the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm twice this year. Which they're is the good. only yeah, they're the only team to do that. Uh and they're coming in with good form. And next week they will face the Penrith Panthers at Penrith. And the Panthers will have rested their entire first grade squad. And Nathan Cleary's not played first grade what would it be, five weeks, I think it is, four weeks, five weeks. Um it's a it's a it's one of those situations that normally I think with most most teams I would be like they're in a pretty good place. Mm. But this Eels team, you just don't know, Dan. Like they might turn <laughs> up next week and just put up a duck egg. You just don't know. Yeah, like that's that's the problem with being a Parramatta fan. You don't know what you're going to get the next week. Like next week we could be playing and we could smash the Panthers like, you know, 40 nil. Mm-hmm. Or Panthers could smash us 40 nil. Mm. You know, you don't know what you're going to get even during the game. And yeah, like I said, until that was blown, I'm just like, how's Parramatta going to lose this? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. Their forwards are fantastic. They're a really well balanced forward pack. Um, I think it comes down to just how their halves execute. And I think that Dylan Brown, the way he's playing has been the difference for them. Yeah, um, he was awesome tonight. Yeah, he really was. And he's been awesome for a few months now. It's been great to see. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that earlier in the year you would have probably for the New Zealand team thought Kieran Foran would have got the nod at five eighth for New Zealand at the World Cup just based on um, having so much experience, but they they can't leave Dylan Brown out of that five eighth position now. It'd just be silly. Um, it, that makes me wonder if he is the key man to shut down in this eel side, rather than someone like Mitchell Moses, who played pretty well tonight. I know the Storm he got did. smashed. He did. He got, but he smashed a few dudes as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he's hand injury it looks like he re-injured his fingers he had broken yeah i fingers. was like do not do not get injured do not get injured yeah yeah and he was in a lot of pain especially in that first half yeah so i think he would play with broken fingers in this finals game um but then again they'd have the second chance if they lose like it's it's a tough one it's a really tough one i don't know um I think the good thing for the Eels is the thing that worried me the most for the Eels is that they were going to lose this game and then they would lose next week. And that was just all of a sudden all over. I think that would have been devastating for the club. Yeah, I couldn't see that happening, though. Mm, mm. I sound like a really bad fan. My team losing. Listen, when you don't win a grand final since 1986, you've got to be a little bit pessimistic, you know, like you've got to be a bit worried about things. Yeah, it's like until they win that premiership, I'm just not going to believe it. Yeah, look, that's how I feel about them too. Like we've seen over the many, many years, Parramatta do some really extraordinary things in the regular season. And until they win something, it's like I'm just, I need to be convinced, you know. I've, I've, there's been so many Eels teams where you've sort of looked at them and said, oh, this team, they're the form team and all that. and And then they don't win it. And it's like, it's time to win it. You know? Yeah, like I'm I'm worried that if we don't do it this year, mm-hmm. like with all the signings and everything that's going on for next year, it's like when's our next opportunity going to come? Yeah, because, I mean... We're losing have, a lot of people. Yeah. 
that that's the thing. But you do get Trent Barrett full time next year, so that's got to fill you with confidence. What's it like yeah. to know that if Brad Arthur gets the sack, Trent Barrett's your coach? At least we'll have a good looking coach. Oh Jesus! You've got to look at the positive side. Yeah, I guess you do. I guess you do. Um, and those eyes pop with the way he puts his eyeliner on. It must be said. <laughs> now, next week we talked about it briefly, but you go west. You take on the defending reigning NRL and world champion Penrith Panthers. The Panthers will be rested. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I've always felt like there's a bit of a karma thing when you you just decide to give up a game. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about that. And Cleary having not played first grade for because of his suspension, it worries me a little bit, but not too much because he will have been doing all of the training he can with the team. Yeah, and it's not like Sippy's got a, like, putting it really badly, it's not like Sippy's got a physical role, like, you know, a forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not like, you know, him having to come back and, you know, do hit-up after hit-up after hit-up. So he's a little bit protected in that way, coming mm-hmm. back from, you know, such a long break. Yeah, and I, I guess the other thing is, too, like, if you could have picked one player that it would have been nice for the Panthers to give a month off to, it probably would have been him. You know? Yeah, and after Origin, probably good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So looking at next week, what are you thinking about next week? Like, I know what I'm thinking, but I, I want to hear what you're thinking. I'm thinking I might continue the curse of Julie, and mm-hmm. I will tip Penrith to ensure a Parramatta win. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that the Eels would win that? Um, now there's a very long pause. Um, I know. <laughs> yes. You do. You think that they'll beat Penrith at home? Yes. It, wow. That's the, arrogant. That's yeah. really arrogant. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're capable of doing it. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, Eels are a team that can beat Penrith. Mm-hmm. More so than like you know other teams, so yeah, they're they're more than capable of doing it and do doing it convincingly if they show up with the right attitude for the entire game. So the Parramatta that showed up tonight needs to show up again next week. Yeah, and the weird thing is, it's a fine line for Parramatta. I feel like between confidence and there's sometimes where they sort of come in and they feel like, oh, we're Parramatta, you know, we, we're fucking great. And that's normally when they get smacked. Like, I think they did that against South Sydney. South Sydney yeah, they can't be now. overconfident next week going, we just beat the storm. Yeah. Like, if I see them on the news this week and they're all talking about, like, oh, we feel really confident and stuff, I'll be like, oh, man, that's not a good sign for them. Um, yeah. What wasn't a good sign was Joey saying that if – they beat Storm tonight, they can win the grand final. Or yeah. make the grand final. I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, Joey, don't don't jinx them. Shh, be quiet. Yeah, it was it was very much part of the Andrew Johns rule that we have here, and you know the Andrew Johns rule. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think he should just stick to uh, his medicinal um, business that he's back in, he's into now. But uh, 
I think as a Panthers fan looking towards next week, and it's weird to not even be considering this week's game against the Cowboys, but it's a weird situation for the Panthers to be in because it doesn't really matter and they're resting so many players. So you know they're not going to they're not going to lose anyone, touch wood, <laughs> this week um, to an injury that occurs in the game. So yeah. looking towards next week, it's going to be a sellout crowd. The atmosphere is going to be fantastic there at Penrith Footy Stadium. Um, I've got to say, I, I, I said in a few weeks ago, uh, talking to Nadine, I don't care if it's the Storm or the Eels that are in the top four. I'll take on either of them in the first week. I'd rather take them on in the first week and just get them over and done with because I think that from that point on, if you win that game, you know, they're, they're gone. You don't have to worry about them, and I'm pretty confident yeah. against every other side. If you lose that game, then you've got a second chance. Yeah, uh, that's and, the, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking as well. It's like, yeah, while Parramatta could lose, it's not as bad because they do have that second chance rather than it's like, well, that's fine as ever. Yeah, yeah. Now, of the of the teams that are in the bottom four, and let's just say that, the Raiders are the eighth team um, yep. because the chances are they're probably going to lap the West Tigers. Um, who in that bottom four would you be more worried about as a Parramatta Eels fan? Oh, goodness. I'm going to have to have a look, see who's actually there. <laughs> so it'd be Storm, uh, the Rabbitohs, the Roosters or the Raiders. Um, I'd still go between Storm mm-hmm. and the Raiders. The Raiders? Yeah. Wow. I think as a Panthers fan, if we lost that first finals game, I would probably, I wouldn't like to come up against the Storm because that would, it would be like, oh man, all of the teams you could face, you know, in the second week. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think it's probably the Rabbitohs. Yeah, but I don't see the Rabbitohs the same anymore than now that they don't have Reynolds. Yeah, it's a bit different for them. If Ren- if Reynolds was in there, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yep, yeah, Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Rabbitohs, I don't want to face them. But without them, I feel like they're just lacking that kicking game. Yeah. Yeah, and just that sometimes you just need that cool head that's been around for forever just to, you know, yeah, boot the ball like, over well, the side. could, like, Trell can win them the game, mm-hmm. but he is fiery and very emotional. Mm-hmm. And that can win or lose a game in a final. Same with Cody Walker. He's the same way. Yes. Um. It's it's really shaping up as a cool. I hope that the final. I hope that the top eight. I think, as I said, I think the Raiders will come into eighth. But I kind of hope the top eight sits how it is right now because the idea that we have like Rabbitohs Roosters again in first week of the finals, we have yeah. Raiders versus Storm, and those two teams play pretty well against each other. Yeah. Penrith versus Parramatta is locked in. And then, like, Sharks versus North Queensland is a really a kind of a weird matchup. I like it to be – I'd like it to be up in North Queensland, um, mm. but but it looks like it'll probably be at Shark Park, depending on how results go. But uh, 
it, it just the matchups that if these are the matchups for round one of the finals, man, it's going to be an amazing final series. Yeah, it's really it's going to be a really interesting um, final series, like more so than the last couple of years, I reckon. Mind yeah. you, not that I've seen that much <laughs> over the past year and that, but yeah, this one just seems really, really interesting. Yeah, I think this time. It would have been about this time last year you were making a human being. Um, yeah, I just had a. Oh, it would be how old are you now? He's like one year and. Oh, is he already? Year? Yeah. Oh wow! So you you already had a human being. Yep. Wow, geez, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last year's final series kind of felt like a. a it was Penrith and. And the storm, and when the storm fell away, and the the Rabbitohs had that run, and yeah, it wasn't like you know. I think you can on you their could day. You could see a clear winner. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, there was always the oh, there's the off chance, but you could see that you know Penrith were going on that that winning streak. You could see, you know, that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's kind of like Penrith could. Could do it again, mm-hmm. but it's not a, this guarantee of who's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, like, it's weird because this time last year, I felt as though if Penrith had, if Penrith hadn't have got through to the grand final last year, it, because they're so young, you can kind of always look forward to the future. When they made the grand final, I thought if they lose two straight grand finals, that's going to be pretty hard to get over. Yeah. They got that grand final last year, so the the monkey's off the back. Um, and their record this year until, you know, basically orange, just after Origin was absolutely ridiculous. Um, even if you, you know, account for how they played after Origin, it's still pretty kind. It's ridiculous, you know. They've won 20 games. Yeah. So, I, you know, but I wonder if we're going to get to the final series and then Penrith turn up and it's like – oh, they're back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I can just kind of see something happening where it won't even be Penrith there. Yeah. In the grand final. Like, yeah. Just because it's not this convincing, like, it's not this convincing run of, like, yeah, they're the absolute favourites. Like, while mm. they have won, like, majority, like, most of their games, like, except for, like, what, two? something yeah it, it like i get it it like over the last two months no one's looked at penrith and gone oh my god you know and, yeah. and that worries me yeah yeah there's, actually there's not really any team in that top eight that you're looking at and going here they come apart from the eels no, but still the eels. I think no, it's there's the, no, there's all no confidence I'm, there. All I'm saying is that if the eels lose this premiership, they choked. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's a choke job. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. So now on to a different subject. You recently put out a tweet to try and get a NRL coaching clinic at your kid's school. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that and what what that process ended up being like for you? Oh, well, yeah, it was just me randomly going on a walk and listening to the podcast and going, you know what? I wonder 
how I get at an NRL clinic at my son's school. So I went, you know what, I'm going to tweet this. And I tagged uh, a couple of people that I'm always like, you know, if one of these people is going to, you know, know the answer, mm-hmm. of like, you know, how you go around it. Because, you know, I'm not in an NRL state. Yeah. I'm in South Australia. So it's like, how does this work? <laughs> and then Guy, who's amazing, he goes, you know what? I've got, I've got a contact. And um, he emailed them and I've emailed that contact at NRLSA and now I'm waiting to hear back from them. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and Guy's awesome. Guy was on the podcast a couple of months ago. We talked about Rugby League in Adelaide. You um, gave me his contact details and said you should have him on and he was a great guest. We'll have him on again soon. Um so it was cool to see him sort of sort all of that out. Hopefully, uh, NRL South Australia or whatever they call themselves, right? What what do they call themselves? Uh, NRLSA. Okay. Hopefully they get back to you soon because yeah, like I, I did say, it is just a general query because I haven't even um, like you know contacted the school. Mm-hmm. It's just more like I want to get all the information first, and then I can go. You know what? Are you interested in having you know? a clinic at the school, you know, if you are, it's already in process. This is what we need to do to get it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And make it easy for them. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was cool to see you be able to reach out. That's the best thing about social media is when you have a question and you don't even know who to really contact, you can just tag a few people in and, you know, it's that six degrees of separation sometimes where you, you get in touch with the right person. Yeah, and that's why I love NRL Twitter. It's like it's well, the NRL Twitter that I encounter because I'm so boring online is always so positive. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I haven't seen the other side. You know, you know, I've mentioned this to you before. I yeah, don't have yeah. any feuds. I've never been blocked. I've never blocked anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm I'm boring on a presence on there. Nah, you're not boring. Going, Listen to a podcast. Went for a walk. Awesome. No, you're you're a normal person. That's the thing. Like I, I'm like you. I I deal with like a really good side of NRL fans on Twitter, and you know, like they don't all agree with each other, and sometimes they'll take the piss out of each other. But it kind of ends there, you know. And and it yeah. usually at most it'll be leading up to a game between each other's teams. And then once that's over, it's completely done. But I know there's a, like another side of it, which is just ick. And I just, uh, I'm not part of that. That's like, oh, get get me away from that sort of yeah, stuff. Jeez. If I sit happening, I'm just like, grow past. I'm not involving myself. Yeah. I, I start blocking and muting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to say, hi, MoFo Storm fan. Yeah. Hi, MoFo Storm fan. He was, You're he was, awesome. Yeah, he is. He was. Uh, he was sending me some direct messages last night. He sent us a, a an idea for the um, podcast towards the end of the year. Yeah, he and, needs to get on. Hey. He needs to come on. Yeah, he needs to come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, he, if uh, I can do it. Anyone can do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now the the last time you were on. You'd had, uh, I, can't, I don't even know how much vodka exists, but you'd had about that much. Yep. 
you listened to it back. You listened to it back recently. What did you think of your performance? Oh, it was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of years ago I had, I think it was, no, it was probably about three years ago, there was a really bad Panthers loss. I think it was 2019. And I I got drunk during the game and I come on and I was just not happy about the the loss. And just was saying all sorts of shit. I never listened to it back. I didn't want to hear it again. Oh, you see, listening to myself on a podcast, I'm just like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? I'm like, no, I have because I was drinking, I have to actually see what I sounded like. And it's just like, okay, I did say that. Awesome. <laughs> so this time around, you're not drinking. Uh, no. When we, we have avoided doing your top 10 sexiest rugby league players. Uh, our, our legal department said we shouldn't. Uh, well, I did do, I did do that list for your um, website. Well, yeah, you updated it. You updated yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let I'm sorry if... to the players because, yeah, they always end up on the wrong side of the law if I put them on there. Yeah, when you, when you put it together. Um, yeah. And then there was the curse of Julie. I'm just trying to find out. I'm just seeing if I can find it on my website. I, I don't like clicking off Skype too much in case my computer goes nuts on me. Do, do, you, do you remember who was in your list? Uh, let me find it. It'll be here somewhere. Um, Guess what it's, uh, Andrew. Most likely Moses. Mitch Moses. Hang on. Here we yeah. go. I think I can scroll. I wonder if I, I, wonder if I added Harry Grant because he's my newest crush. Why Harry Grant? He's just so adorable. But what about his haircut? Yeah, and I actually don't mind that. Something to hold on to. Why would you need to hold on to his hair? Is there a reason? No. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, let me see if I can find your list. Julie, the hottest rugby league players in 2022. Oh, goodness. Okay, so here's who you had. So it looks like we are getting into this. So I had Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah. Okay, Tariq Sims. Yep. Jerome Luai. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves the Panthers. Joseph Manu. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? On all of these lists, he's always on it. It's really weird. Uh, Reese Walsh, Toby Rudolph, Mitch Moses. He was on there. Callan Ponga, Adam Reynolds, Chris Patolo. I don't even know who that is. Um, Canterbury Bulldogs. We're looking through their friggin' <laughs> New South Wales Cup team or something. I was looking through their team list and he was on it. He must have been on it. Uh, Brian To'o, Nathan Cleary, and Nico Hines. Yeah. So you, you, you're still happy with that list? Got to add Harry Grant. Harry Grant. And is there, who would you kick off of that list if you had to? No one. No one. No one no leaves. One. No one leaves no. the room. No. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair. I don't have to. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I write the list. I don't have to. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's always good when you say, no, no, that's my list and fuck off. Yeah. Now, anyway. now, are you looking forward to the World Cup at all? No. Okay. Do you know much about the Rugby League World Cup? 
Not really, and I doubt I'll have much time to actually watch it. So that's the reason why I'm not looking forward to it. That's a good point. The games will be on at a horrible time for a parent. Um, so, yeah, I, the reason I ask is because I guess that, like, because I like people like me and Andrew, we're like diehard rugby league people. And so we're looking for all of the rugby league that's going on around everywhere. And all kids, I would. What's that? Before kids? Yeah, before kids. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch it from morning to night, but now it's just like, ah, oh, there's five minutes. Ah, oh, <laughs> I can watch the first half. You're awake. Awesome. Let me get you back to sleep so I can see the second half, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing your best. Yeah, I know Andrew's the same right now. Uh, there's some t- days I'll say to him, like, oh, did you watch that game? And he was like, dude, I, I saw the intro and that was it. Yeah. They wait for the interesting game and mm. they go, you know what? You're not watching it. <laughs> You're basically uh, mums with kids. Yeah. 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 Um, have you got your kid playing footy yet or are you holding off or what? Holding off until next year. Okay. Now, why'd you I, make I that? I feel like I keep saying that. No, look, I, it's weird because with COVID and everything, it's like, is it is everything started back up again? I don't know over there, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's all started back up. I I was just getting him into a few different things like um like you know karate, swimming. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to overload him too much and I didn't think he was ready to follow instructions. Yep. Yep. And that's important. That's a I guess that's something that um all parents have to make that decision whether it's the right time to, you know, because the game is it got structure to it. And I think that's one of the good things about soccer because you basically say, look, go out in the field and try and kick it into that net. You know, there's yeah. – and I, I know that soccer is a lot more than that as a sport, but for little kids who are just starting sport, it's a pretty easy goal, you know. Um, whereas with footy, you've got to stay behind the people and pass this way and you can't just run over and tackle whoever. And um, it, it does take a little bit to to know when your kid is right for that, that type of thing. Yeah, and we're also still going through the stage of, I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're not always going to win. Yes, but I'm winning. No, no, you're not. <laughs> You're not always going to win. And then there's the tears because they're so emotional and just like to win. Yeah. So what you need to do, right, you need to put a basketball hoop up out the back, right, mm. and then just start just kicking ass at basketball. Just I like. I can't play. See, yeah, I you... tried that with Mario Kart. I did, yeah, and then he I'm started like... beating you. No, not started. I'm like, okay, I'm going to. I'm not even trying. Like, you know, I'm actually playing the game properly. I'm like, I'm going to beat his ass. Mm-hmm. And he bet me on the first uh, game. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, that, okay, no, let's try again. Yeah, yeah I hadn't bet him yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's just a natural at Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, so that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I always, I always think it's good to have like, uh, and and you learn it at school, I guess, because he's only just really started school too. So yeah. eventually he'll he'll get that where it's like, man, you don't always win these games, and that's an important lesson that kids get out of sport is that like, you can try hard and you can, 
you know, do your best and still not be good enough. You know, I, I know that when um, I used to play touch football in uh, high school and I remember we used to, we used to be a pretty good team and then we'd run up against Whalen high school and they would just, they were just better than us. That didn't matter how good we played, they were better than us and it sucked. But that's part of playing sport. You've got to learn how to lose when you're just not good enough. Yeah, and it's like I'm the type of parent where I'm like, I'm I'm not worried about, you know, contact and all that. It's like it's a sport, you know. <laughs> they can get hurt in everyday life, you know, just playing out in the playground. So, <laughs> like, you know, that's never been my concern of like going, oh, should I let him play? Yeah, it's just more is he ready mentally, physically, socially? I, th- I think the other thing is too, like sometimes people get it in their heads that like when kids start playing football, that they're going to get blasted by Latrell Mitchell coming across field. And it's like, no, they're playing against other kids. They're the same size who are, you know, they, they basically are just learning to run properly. You know, they, they're not blasting one another. Yeah. Like the problem with my kid is like, um, he loves to do burpees. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if there's a punishment, they're like, would you like to do burpees? He's like, yeah. It's like, no, no, you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you just do your star jumps and burpees. Awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's got endless energy. It's crazy when you say how much energy they've got, eh? Yeah, it's like by now I'm just like, oh, I need to go to sleep. Awesome. Mummy wants to go to sleep too. <laughs> you, you've gone past the. You've gone past the. Isn't it amazing? To it's just soul destroying for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. What, so when he first starts playing, will you have him wearing a headgear? Um. Potentially. Yeah. I think if I had a, ki- a kid, I would just to minimise the cuts and the. More the cuts and like the little bruises, you know? Yeah, like I know it doesn't do anything for concussion or anything, mm. but anything that can help soften a blow or cuts or something, like, you know, I've I've broken a collarbone, I've broken a rib, you know. Just anything that can help protect them, like, why not? Yeah. But yeah. not going overboard at the same time. No, you don't want him running out like the Michelin man with like a neck roll. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm not wrapping him up in bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet there are some kids that run out like that too, hey? It's just got like the big padded shoulders and everything. Um, but, you know, it's, that's chilled. Uh, you know, I've got no problems with that. It's people do what they want to do with their kids. But, um, yeah, yeah. I was actually watching a video the other day about neck rolls in the NFL and yeah. where it, people start, like the players started wearing them in the, I think it was the 60s. There was a player that had a neck issue and he wore a neck roll around his neck when he'd run out there and it looked pretty cool. And so other p- players started adopting it and it just, it morphed into something different as time went on. And now you don't see too many of them because like it's been proven they don't really help your neck at all and that like the game changed a little bit so you didn't need that neck support as much and things like that. Um, yeah. And it made me think about the some of the different gear rugby league players have had in the past. Like there was in the 80s and early 90s, you used to see players with uh, big shoulder pads and stuff like yeah. that. It was kind of strange. 
Yeah, see, I've never watched it when they were wearing shoulder pads. So yeah. when I see the old footage, I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, it, it is really weird. I Like, I don't know if they were outlawed. Um, I know that there was a point where, I think there might have been a point, and I, I feel like it was Mal Meninga, because Mal Meninga went through a stage where he was breaking his arm every so often. I think he broke he broke his arm on a goalpost once, and then he broke it again and again and again. And so he had, like, his arm strapped up, but it, I think it had a guard in it, and they ended up outlawing that sort of thing because it was like, I mean, you can imagine it, Mal Meninga's arm is like a, you know, a tree trunk anyway. Yeah. And, and then he's got all his padding on it, and underneath it's a hard guard, like... um. It just, you know, he wasn't doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to encounter that. Yeah, like he wasn't doing anything illegal with it on purpose or anything. It was just the fact it existed would be a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, rugby league gear. Um, yeah, trying... and you don't want to be too protected either because then, you know, basically it'd be like, you know, weakened and, you know, well, yeah... get soft. Well, you can also get to a point where you've got so much confidence because you're not getting the little cuts and bruises and stuff that you throw yourself into the line and you start basically lining yourself up to get proper concussions, which no gear can stop. You know, there is some sort of self-preservation in playing rugby league when you run the ball and, you know, and it's just things like, you know, where am I going to get my head and body and you know, try and avoid the contact, really. Whereas if you're all padded up, you just run it at the brick wall, you know, and all of a sudden you're waking up with smelling salts. Yeah. Like, because I've had broken bones, I have, like, you know, I can now, like, you know, understand, like, how do they play? Like, you know, when I broke my collarbone, I'm like, oh, I can't move for, like, you know, six months. And they're like, you know, yeah, four weeks later. Like I broke, and then like you know I broke a rib last year, mm-hmm. and I'm like I can barely breathe. How do they play? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think about that when like the broken bone. When they break a leg bone, it gets me because I broke my Ooh. leg when I was a kid, and it I like I can't remember how long it took me to just be able to walk properly again, mm. and and then to have confidence in it. And I think that one of the things that helped me was I was a kid and like, you know, you, you sort of forget about it a little bit, but just to have the confidence to jump up for a high ball or that when someone tackles you around the legs, they're not going to break your leg again. And then they do, as you say, they do it. Like they come back after like, you know, a couple of months and they're back and it's like, Oh man, I'd still have my leg up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Last year I broke my rib when I was like seven months pregnant and mm-hmm. I'm like, I can barely breathe. I can... Wow. Yeah. How'd you yeah, do that? Was it just a case of like all of the the new person that was there and you just <laughs> rolled over funny or something? No, so I was sitting down, he was in the wrong position and I sneezed. Oh, and it popped your rib. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh. Yeah, and then I'm like, um, how long does a rib take to heal before, you know, I've got to get this person out? Oh. Yeah. And I, I guess the whole time he, like, he's pushing against it from being in the normal position too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, not fun. 
oh, did you know it was broken? Were you like, did you sneeze and go, oh, I broke a rib? Or were you like, yeah. oh, that really hurts? No, I sneezed and went, I can't breathe, I can't move. This is broken. Wow. And had to call the ambulance. Oh, wow. Did you, have you, did you have that thing where, like, I've said this before, when I broke my leg, I was like, your body sort of just knows. Yeah. Was was it like that? Yeah. 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 I just knew it's like, yeah. Don't like, recommend that. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Damn. Thank, thankfully, it was all fixed by the time we need to get a person out. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have to uh, get the person out while you've got the broken rib. That would not be no, nice. Especially when I didn't get my epidural. Oh, didn't you? Were you too late? Yeah, three-hour oh. labour. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, not fun. No. <laughs> and isn't that fantastic for an NRL podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're just all of a sudden we're talking about giving birth. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> this is some weird conversation. Yeah, let's move that right along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So of the footy you've seen this season, how have you yep. felt? It's go, has it been good? Have you enjoyed it? Um, the ones that have been allowed to watch, mm-hmm. yeah, they've been really interesting. Well, there's been a couple of games from like, seriously, this is one you've got to sleep for. Yeah, the crap ones, yeah. 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 But no, on on a whole, it's been really, really interesting. Like, I'm, I'm glad I'm an, a rugby league fan and I get to watch it. Now, you you've told me this. I don't know if people on the podcast know this. You were originally yeah. you yeah you were originally a Melbourne Storm fan, and you switched to the yeah. Eels. Yeah, yes, okay. I was a Melbourne Storm fan because I lived in Melbourne. But, yeah. And before I knew anything, so I went okay, pick a team, Melbourne. There we go. Okay, and then you switched the Eels for reasons we won't get into. And but, <laughs> yes, for who you shall never be named again. Yes. Um. It's got to be weird to be like, oh, I used to go for that team, but now I'm cheering against that team. Yes. And thinking, hmm, if I stayed with that team, I would have seen my team win multiple premierships. <laughs> when did you and, make the switch, by the way? Um, Pretty early on, like within like three years of properly watching it. And what year was it that you become an Eels fan? Um, I don't know, maybe say about 2012. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, so I'd say it'd be about 10 years. Now, did you used to go to Storm games? Um, I've only ever been to three games. Okay, what ones? I went to a Anzac game. Yep. In Melbourne. So that would have been Storm Warriors? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so that was my first game. And... The other games that I went to, surprisingly, when I lived in Melbourne, I travelled to Adelaide to watch Melbourne and Roosters play. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I watched all their games. Now... In Adelaide. So, what's it like living in Adelaide? It's awesome. Yeah? I love it. Yeah? What's the best part? What's the best part of Adelaide? About living here? Yeah. There's no traffic. Mm-hmm. It's like one big country town. Everyone knows everyone. 
Yeah. It's just so laid back and relaxed. It's like perfect for raising a family. Yeah. And are you very close to a beach there or like the hat? Because like living, living out in the western suburbs of Sydney, the beach life is something that is just like really foreign to me. Because, oh, it I've, only takes 20 minutes to get anywhere. I can take 20 minutes to get to the country. Yeah. 20 minutes, like, well, rural areas, 20 minutes to get to the city, 20 minutes to the beach. When you go to the beaches there, do you have to be worried about sharks? I'm always worried about sharks. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I'd never go to Perth because I'm just convinced that, like, you know, I'd go into the water and there'd be a shark there. Just sharks everywhere. Just great white sharks. <laughs> Yeah. See, I, would, I would think there would be more great white sharks in South Australia. There probably is, but that's just oh. my perception. <laughs> yeah. And West yet, and, Sorry. Nah, West Australia can get stuffed. I still think we should invade. Um, but, yeah, it, it, like, the, and there's probably been more shark attacks in Bondi Beach than anywhere in Australia <laughs> when I think about it. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'm more apprehensive about getting in the water. Yeah, I remember, like, I used to go to the beach a, a fair bit a few years ago, and like, it's just like you're just rolling the dice, really. Like, you're entering the food chain. That's what it is. You've just made the decision that I'm going to be part of the food chain while I splash around and have fun, and it's kind of a weird decision to make. Yeah, yeah. I maybe said a, a baby. Nope, I'm hearing things. It's all good. Okay, it's like when you think you hear your mobile phone go off. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should uh, wrap this up. Um, it's been so cool to have you on the podcast straight after a footy game. Um, we should try and get you back on again after one of the the finals games. I won't yeah. I won't get you on after next week's finals game because because you know that could be cruel to one of us, and we don't want to be cruel to one of us. Well, it depends on which way I tip because again, like this week, well today I should say, I tipped against Parramatta, so I'm in this weird like you know spot where I'm like I didn't do well in my tipping, my team won. I, I just think Paramount is the unstoppable juggernaut and anything less than a premiership's failure for them. That's how I think. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm not I'm not backing them for anything until that final whistle goes and then I know that it's the right decision. <laughs> I'm not jinxing them. I am not going to be the jinx. Damn it. I've, al- I was hoping... I've already got my curse. So... Just tip them. Just tip them next week. They're going to win. They're going to win. Um, I really don't know who I'm going to tip. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on. Where can people find you on Twitter? At Eels Dance Mum. Excellent. Thank you once again for coming on. You're always welcome back on the podcast. Um, and it's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Hopefully people weren't too bored by this episode. <laughs> I, no, no, they won't have been. I think the highlight was the childbirth. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. We'll get, no. I was talking about a broken rib. And... That, yeah. 
don't, don't be sorry about it. Our our fans are all a bit strange anyway. They were probably waiting for me to start asking all detailed questions. <laughs> I'll wait until after the podcast for that. Um, <laughs> thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you, Julie, for joining us, and we'll catch you again soon. Bye. bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.